Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publish them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. So as Dungeon Masters, we have no idea what's actually happening or what's in there. So uh, we'll be, as far as we understand, we'll be going through like a series of kind of uh, uh, individual scenarios for each character, uh, separately dungeon mastered, and we'll just go from there. So thank you, Chris, for this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so we're actually going to be starting off with Paulton. What? No. Yeah. No, he's no? just... What? No? no, Jared's envelope says number one. Yeah, am I not the dungeon master? Oh, yes, yes. So I believe I'm going to be the dungeon master first for Nate. I want to show you, look how cute this is. It says our names, and and it has, like, directions, and then there's a little post-it note that said, from Chris with love. (laughs) Isn't that nice? We like to believe Chris actually just has these envelopes on his desk at all times. (laughs) Anytime he needs to invite people for his birthday parties or whatever. This is, like, one of... Ten horrible. What do I do to them? Sets. <laughs> yeah. Pre-made. Yeah. So this, yeah. Paulton scenario. Open this envelope first. Wait. I want to. Can I hold mine? I just want to touch yeah, it. Can, here. Yeah. Okay. I like holding things. Nate, are you ready? <laughs> oh, I'm last. Ready. Yeah. It's got. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> this is so adorable. Oh my. Oh, there's multiple here. Oh there's little my. wine glasses on the back. There's wine. He drew little wine glasses oh on the back. Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> With music note. All right. I don't think you guys understand how wonderful. <laughs> Yay! This is the best. Oh, it's like not even. Oh, oh it's a my whole. God. Yeah. Okay, I'm so ready. There's a lot of text on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a choose-your-own-adventure. It's like if this happens, read this part. If this happens, read this part. This is amazing. Okay, let's go. All right. Uh, There's also like a really important at the top that I just had to read, so that's all. Okay. Uh, Let me... And as I understand it, the other characters all get to play as well. It's just that this is like main character Paulton time. Yeah, so there should be a lot of role playing. Okay, Paulton. Yo. Following a spectacular performance in the market, uh, you've become a water deep sensation. Hell yeah. You've been entertaining for just sold-out crowds in taverns all across the city. Mm-hmm. Now, your performances have earned a staggering 300 gold pieces so far, Sounds which is a lot for us. Okay. And Simon's gotten pretty good at providing musical accompaniment for you on a set of wooden pipes. Aww, my son. Now, you've also found yourself on the receiving end a lot of free wine and attention, mm-hmm. and you've been amassing a flock of devotees who worship you. Oh. <laughs> Right. I'm aware of all yeah. of this. <laughs> yes. 
So right now, you and Simon are on your way to perform a gig in the dock ward. Uh, and as you're approaching the dock ward, it's about early morning, about 11 a.m. or so, so and you're getting towards the ocean. There's a lot of cool breeze coming at you, and you're like, you're feeling it, like you're very, very fresh, despite all the wine you've had this morning. It's helping you kind of stay focused for the show you're about to perform. And as you get towards the harbor, uh, deep water harbor, uh, you see three massive ships, three galleons. Huh. Uh, and as you're walking by, you actually can note the names of each ship alongside the barge of each one. One is called the Heartbreaker, one is called the Hellraiser, <laughs> and the last least notable one is called the Eyecatcher. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> now they're all outlandishly decorated, mm -hmm. despite what I just said. So even like the Eyecatcher is the, the least notable, still like pretty fanciful. Like they probably might, they might be like sort of party boats rather than like fishing vessels than anything else. Okay. Uh, so the first two ships are at the docks. They're there. The Heartbreaker and the Hellraiser are there. The third one, the Eyecatcher, is actually anchored in the middle of the bay. The Sea Maiden's Fair, a traveling carnival, has come to Waterdeep. Fine. And over the next two days, Simon has become enthralled by this uh, carnival. Oh, God. So all he wants to do is go to this, watch the circus performers, see the caged animals, see all the, the decorations, and just he wants to party and just be at this carnival as much as possible with his dad. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, they're, they're also rehearsing for a parade. That's also in there. Uh, so yeah, you go there and you perform another show. Goes extremely well. Uh, and you find yourself kind of getting towards the uh, evening uh, of being in the dock ward. And uh, so after you kind of finish up the show with Simon, mm. earned your gold pieces. Uh, this is the kind of time where you and Simon usually rewind, maybe get some wine, mm -hmm. uh, and kind of partake in the different festivities. Okay. So uh, I, I turn to my son and I say, Simon. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, work's done for the day. You did our job. What do you wanna, what do you wanna do now? I wanna go see the animals. Okay. They're over there. And he immediately like grabs you by the hand, starts pulling you like, like you're already going in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you actually make your way through uh, something, somewhat of a crowd. It's not like massive, like in the markets by any means, but enough that you kind of have to maneuver your way around people. It uh, seems that not just you two are also here enjoying the different festivals. Are Strix and I there? I'm going to say guess no, <laughs> based on later notes. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 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 Though, I don't know if we're allowed to, but if other NPCs arrive, maybe I'll have you guys hop in. Okay. Uh. Okay. Chris did say that the other characters were involved. Okay. So. Okay. Whenever, DM, whenever you feel appropriate, let us know. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Paul, or, uh, Simon brings you pulls you over. Uh, along the way, uh, you actually come across like a uh, imported wine stand uh, from one of the ships. Like they actually set up this stall and they said, these are wines from, I don't know, 
flan. <laughs> Less in the dessert? They call it the wine of radiance. The wine of what? Anyone? I, yeah. The what? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Wine of radiance. Oh, okay. Yeah. That seems like a reference I don't get. Um, <laughs> so as Simon's pulling me along, I just immediately like stop. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Oh, right, your juice. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until I'm old enough to have some. You technically might be. I'm not really sure. The jury's out on that. <laughs> uh, that's fine. I didn't like the taste anyway. All right. Well, more for me. Um, so is there there's someone running the stand? Yeah. Assuming? Cool. All right. Yeah. So not going to steal this one. Um, <laughs> good morrow <laughs> to you, sir. Uh, turning around is a clearly a half-elven man, but despite having the elven blood in him, he is surprisingly gruff, mm. uh, but also very, very approachable and willing to sell his wares. Ah, yes, sir. Come on in. We have the f- finest wines throughout all of land, crushed within their own fresh new vineyards. They say the pools of radiance themselves grow the plants from underneath. Ah. <laughs> How very appealing, how very tantalizing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so what do we? What are, so, so what do we got here? What's the selection? Or is it? There's something specifically you recommend? Maybe something that would work for someone of uh, you know of notoriety uh, around these parts. He goes. Well, and he turns and looks back at the stall, and uh, there's just the rows. Like, imagine, like, a wine rack. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, rows of that. Uh, make a perception check. Ooh, first roll. Yeah. Oops, I need to do it on there. I will place it. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um... Please don't say it. Uh, 13. Okay. 13? Okay. So as you look to pick out a specific bottle for you, uh, what you kind of notice is that every single label is exactly the same. Ah. And he picks one out from the top shelf and just goes, ah, this is but our finest selection for someone such as yourself who clearly has very dignified taste. <laughs> ah. And that's why you put them all with the same label, just so people don't get any ideas, right? You see, we don't want, you know, the, the lesser commoner people to feel like they're being left out, which is why they're all exactly the same. Mm. It's for their sake. Mm. <laughs> I see. And uh, what does this fine wine run me for, good sir? Uh, he picks up the bottle and kind of like flourishes for you. He's like, again, this is but the, the finest of wine. For something like this, this has to be three platinum. Easy. Mmm. Interesting. It's like, may, may I just look at it? Oh, of course. Just kind of... Hmm. I don't, I don't know if I could bring myself to three platinum. I'd say... If you are willing to bargain, um, how about three gold <laughs> and the hearty handshake of one of Waterdeep's most beloved performers? 
Make a persuasion rule. Oh, I will. Okay, so six plus nineteen. So nineteen. Ooh, that's good. Uh, so as you say that, uh, he actually kind of dawns upon him who exactly is he's talking to, uh, and he goes, "Oh, I, I, I would be so adorned if one of my fine wines was 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 endorsed by." Mr. Sepper himself, perhaps maybe at one of your shows, you could just have a bottle on stage and people could just see the label. <laughs> ah, product placement, okay. <laughs> well, I yeah, know. like a sort of deal on our brand. Hmm, right, right. They should, they should come up with some sort of title for this type of transaction. A deal with a brand. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be crazy enough to work. Well, it's a, it works for me. If it works for you, I will gladly part with this for a mere three gold pieces. Well, I mean, well, now that you've brought up endorsement and brand deals, <laughs> at this point, money going to you for this type of, um, uh, let's call it exposure. <laughs> <laughs> that seems yes. a little one-sided. Oh, all oh, right. Uh, I'm new at this, so exposure probably is good enough. <laughs> no, no, <it's> don't. <laughs> and he just hands you the bottle of wine. Uh, and it's labeled Wine of Radiance uh, in very nice calligraphy, and just says, yes, that would make me very happy. Just please display the bottle as much as you want and let people know if they wish to desire more that they can find plenty right here. He's like, we'll see. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> and as you walk away, you hear the faintest whisper of him going, kiss, sucker. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, well, wine is attained. I just thunk. <laughs> All right, uh, you're immediately pleasantly surprised at how good this wine actually is. Ooh. Um, best one you've ever had? Probably not, but far better than you were expecting considering the salesperson himself. Mm. Uh, and as you continue to go through uh, and enjoy your different wines uh, and the festivities with Simon for just about a few hours, uh, you also realize that the wine you've been drinking is far more potent than you realized? Hey. <laughs> yeah, so like, you're like, hey, all right, like this one bottle could probably do it. Mm. <laughs> one bottle? Yeah. <laughs> is it that potent? Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're cool. drinking more? Mm hmm. Oh, yes. I'm just like, Simon. Simon. All right. Simon. Simon, listen. Yeah? <laughs> you're, do you're doing... You're doing a good job. Ah, thanks. Okay. I had a thought. All right, yeah, please uh, car carry the plot. So... I know the whole cut cult thing didn't work out. Mm. So... I was thinking, instead of a cult, what if I just joined the circus? <laughs> Look how cool and neat everything is. Everything seems really fun, and probably go on a lot of adventures. I know how to play the bagpipes. I could probably make a lot of money and see all kinds of things. Dad, I want to join the circus. 
will you, <laughs> will you enable your son's dreams? Mm. Uh, please. Well, I don't, oh, well, when you say please, <laughs> let's, let's go watch some circus action first, and we'll really see how, how that goes. Okay. I mean, that way you can see just how cool it would be and how excited it would be for me, right? Yes, yeah, let's, let's go with that. Okay. Uh, and he grabs you by the hand again and uh, follows you through. Uh, he actually brings you aboard one of the ships themselves. Uh, we'll say this is on, well, Hellraiser sounds right. Hmm. <laughs> uh, where the uh, main deck of the ship has actually been converted to like a, a makeshift circus tent. Mm. More or less. Uh, so he brings you up there, brings you to the crowds, and they do different shows there. Knife juggling. Uh, there's a guy with a fire whip cool. waving it around and showing like, how easily he can control this fire without magic and not affecting himself. Uh, a lot of I'm just like, fire whip. <laughs> <laughs> so, not like a magical one, but like a whip he's lit on fire. Noted. <laughs> so there, there's a lot of similar acts uh, of that sort, and each after each one, Simon is like, "See, I could do stuff like that." Yeah, I could do all of that. It'd be really cool. Yeah, man, you just uh, ooh, what's that over there? And I'll turn, I don't know, somewhere else and try and find something less dangerous for him to be entertained. By. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like turn around and you just point at uh, someone giving out flowers. Yeah, see. <laughs> See, look at, look at the flower to, to, mm. to give a person. That's lovely. Bringing joy and sweet-smelling uh, flowers. I guess. Yeah. I could do that, too. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe that's like a nice way to kind of get started. And then maybe from there, I could do even cooler things. Yeah. Hey, what cool things do you want to do? He points to the fire whip. Ah. <laughs> you get it from me. I saw that thing, too. It was pretty neat. We should... Maybe we should just try and take that for ourselves. <laughs> I think that's a yes. You no. mean, like, steal it? No! It's borrowing for an extended period of time without explicit permission. Okay. Cool. I want to approach the fire whip person. No, son, don't join the circus. Commit theft with me. Thanks. No, it's take the circus with us home. Uh. <laughs> Is Steel Fire Whip on there anywhere? No. Right. <laughs> we did it. Just take uh, did, out so and did, the circus. Did you have a plan of obtaining said Fire Whip in the middle of a crowd and all these people watching, or...? I'm going to walk through the crowd and just kind of pardon, par sorry, sorry, you know, you know, Mr. Seppo walking through. Excuse me, sorry, sorry, sorry that. Oh, it's Walton Seppo. Yeah, I, even I'm doing that. I'm just like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Every time, I'm sorry. I'm like, hello, fire whip person. Yes, hello. I see that you have a whip of fire. Well, it's. Several normal lips, normal whips that I light on fire. It's mm. not a magical whip itself. However, some say to control such a whip is pretty magical. Mm. 
Can I try? Uh, he hands you like a regular whip. It's like, this is a, a, normal, a normal whip. Yes. Certainly anyone can do one of these. I mean, you shouldn't be around such a large crowd, so do you. You're doing it. Well, I am but a master of this whip, and you seem to be but a beginner. Well, I got a plus 13 in performance, so I think my <laughs> odds are pretty good. Roll persuasion? <laughs> uh, 26. <laughs> I follow up, I'm like, I also got a plus 13 in persuasion, so... Oh, you're Paul and Seppa. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Could you sign it for me when you're done? <laughs> yeah, sure. Can I try, uh, try my luck? So the, the whip has actually already been uh, doused in uh, either uh, some, some kind of liquid. It might be oil or something of that nature. Uh, and he actually just hands you a, a tinder stick, like, like a match. Right. And just says, yeah, this is all you need to turn it into a fire whip. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> tinder match. I just now got that. <laughs> I say to him. <laughs> he has a very puzzled look on his face. Right. So after handing you the supplies, you just see Simon going. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, wait your turn. Wait your turn. Um, can I try to like see how I? Sure, man. My thing. Yeah, do it. When my my performings. Um. And this uh, so we'll, we'll do a, we'll, we're gonna do a don't yell disadvantage <laughs> give him disadvantage I want you to do a performance check at disadvantage <laughs> <laughs> because I believe a whip I, is an exotic weapon it is yeah. I wasn't explicitly told I could ask people to be escorted out <laughs> but I can find out you know if you break the fourth wall so can they <laughs> that's fair it's a two way break mm -hmm. that's true okay so it performs at disadvantage right this is yeah. how Paul and Seppa dies alright and depending on how you roll uh, okay that one I might have you do an additional one good what <laughs> it depends how you roll go ahead okay so the first one is a 29 okay the lower one is a tw oh, 24. <laughs> okay, so still pretty good. Uh, so, sure enough, you're able to do a lot of flourishes with this whip. In fact, a lot of ones that the crowd hadn't seen before because they aren't actual whip techniques. You're just waving it around. <laughs> but in such a way that it's like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you managed to uh, kind of get the attention of a lot of people and we're like, oh, look at what Paul and Seppa can do. <laughs> and, again, you just see Simon off the side going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Simon, you're very small and it can be very dangerous. So please be careful. <laughs> Right away, Simon takes that whip and starts uh, whipping it around. And uh, can I borrow a D20, Holly? Oh, no. 
So, um, let's, can I get the little white one? I wanted to have it show up. So, I'll have Simon perform with the whip. Oh, su actually surprisingly good. It's a 16. Okay. Uh, so, he manages to not hit anyone. It's not really a performance or anything impressive, but he, 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 it's, it's like having a jump rope. Mm -hmm. He like has it on both ends, just is just playing with it. Uh, so, so yeah, doesn't manage to injure himself or anyone else, but he certainly has a really really good time. Uh, and as soon as he's done with that, he looks back up and he's just like, "Yeah, that's it. I want to join the circus. <laughs> Please, Dad. Can I? <laughs> sure." <laughs> I love how that was the deciding factor for the next envelope. <sighs> ah, Chris Perkins. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just gonna. The next morning. Simon prepares a small bundle of rations and personal effects, and then embarks on his quest to join the Seed Maiden's Fair, the circus. I didn't say he could go without me. Is he going without me? You probably passed out. You were drunk. Yes. And actually, this is a really important note here. Like, when Paulton is drunk, it actually says that. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a problem? <laughs> First step is recognition. Uh, uh, so yeah, he embarks on his quest to join the Sea Maiden's Fair, and uh, he's welcomed into the carnival, no questions asked, and becomes a carny. What, the end? Uh, he's placed in charge of cleaning the beast pens. Oh, okay. Not the fun-filled role he was hoping for, uh, but he's still a part of it. Uh, right. be good to... Teach him how to do some hard labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few days after that... What? <laughs> I, I want to know what he tells Evelyn about where their son went. What does he tell Evelyn? Go ahead. Where's our son today? Oh, now we're fast-forwarding. <laughs> Take... Uh, Did you guys go see the circus yesterday? Was it fun? Oh, right. <laughs> see the circus. Yeah. Not join the circus. Well, why would you join the circus? That would be dangerous and silly, and we have so many other things to do, and no, of course we wouldn't join the circus. Yeah. Now, what a... What a... Now, we have a lot of things to do. Right. We, uh, all of us, us, the kids. Well, I mean, waffles. Simon's schedule seemed pretty open. Well, Simon could. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why he went to go see the circus, but I mean, no parent would let their <laughs> child join the circus. <laughs> that would be just ridiculous and, and poor parenting. And that's why I think that it's good to try and become trendsetters and not follow. <laughs> As parents? Our son joined the circus. Why? <laughs> <laughs> he asked, and it was kind of a coin toss. I'm sure he's fine. How about, do I know he's fine? <laughs> yeah, he's fine. 
I would contradict you, but I realized that I spent the entirety of that one time we were sitting in front of the fireplace telling you that children should be allowed to do what they think is most right for them. Yeah. Yeah. And now I've worked myself into a character quandary. Yeah, exactly. But because she's acknowledged that, the subreddit can't bring that back on her. All right. Yeah. See? It was, it was, it was. I just yeah. hope he's okay. I'm hungry. Do we have food? Evelyn spends the next couple days just kind of like, she's going along her normal things, but she's notably like way more preoccupied than usual. Sure. Mm-hmm. So when those few days pass, uh, again, probably about surprisingly early in the morning, like right at the start of the day. Evelyn's been up for quite some time, as she usually is, but for D.S. Strix-Palton, they're probably just starting to kind of rise out of bed. So really, that early morning, back at the Waffle House Manor, Simon comes home. Hey. He's got all this stuff with him. He kind of looks a little downtrodden. Hey, buddy. A little frustrated. Hey. How'd it go? Sucked. (laughs) Did you learn something? Yeah, it's hard work, and I don't like it. See? See, I'm preparing you for the real lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the nice teachings, Dad. Yeah, no sweat. Now, wait, I had something. Is that my son's voice? There it is. <laughs> See, he's fine. Just holds him and pets his head. Oh, I said you smell like manure, but I'm so glad you're home. Yeah, and he just talks about how all he had to do was just take care of the beast and shovel dung left and right, and it wasn't nearly as fun and exciting as he was hoping it would be, like all the fantastical acts that he saw back at the actual fair. Oh, did I get to keep the whip? The whip? <sighs> I, I'm, no, I, I, was asking, I was asking the DM, not, not you. Uh, I mean, it seems like the fourth wall's broken and everything just flies every single direction these days. That's fair. I'm going to say no. He wants his whip back because it's his performing tools. Oh. You can't have everything. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) So, the day after Simon's return, uh, there is actually a knock at the manor and someone asking for Paulton Seppa. Doors for you! Can I retroactively ask a question about the whip guy? Sure. Could I have tried to steal? (laughs) Could I have, if, when when I'm not given the whip, could I have tried to yoink a few matches? (laughs) Sure, man. All right, cool. So do a sleight of hand uh, check. All right. uh, Versus his perception to see if he notices trying to take a couple of matches. (laughs) Uh, That would be a 22. Yeah, so you manage to just be like, oh yeah, sure, here you go, and you swipe up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say uh, you get two tinder sticks. Okay. Why? Hmm? <laughs> we have enough fire. <laughs> I have a plan. Okay. So, uh, were you answering the door? Do or restricts? Has this been established? Who's next? Do we have, like, do we have, a, do we have a peephole? We do I don't not, think so. I don't think oh. we're too stupid for that. Yeah. We usually um, just leave the door open. Yeah, we don't even lock mm, it. So yeah. is this where we train? No, it's not. Oh, not yet. Lordy. Okay. Uh, who's answering the door? I answered it and said it was for him. Okay. Uh, so, Paulton, when you come down, you actually see a very 
familiar-looking man there. Uh, you believe you've seen him back at the Yawning Portal. He was once playing a lute oh, that only had a certain amount of strings on it, and you took it. Mm. <laughs> so do I, like, see him as I'm coming down the stairs, or am I full-on, like, in view, or can I, like, sneak a peek who it is first? Uh, I imagine you probably just casually walked downstairs, mm-hmm. and then you saw him and it did a little whoop. It's like, oh, you. It's like, yes, I, ah. and you. Yeah, I, and you. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not too much trouble, I would like a private conversation with you. Yes, if I may use the facilities really quick. I will be right down here. Have a, have a seat in the... Uh, the uh, living room, right? Right. Living room. Have a seat. Oh, certainly. Please yeah. make yourselves at home. Yeah. He comes in and uh, takes a seat and just goes, is that pie? Yes, we have the finest it's, pie. It's not a living room. It's a working establishment. In our living establishment. Is our Strix, working living room. Yeah, Strix is running around. She's just like, oh, it's a customer. Do you want a pie? Yes, I would love one. Oh, and then she just like runs off and starts like, but she's like, what kind do you want? We really just have mostly crickets today, but I'm really hoping to make some more later. So what were you doing? <laughs> so, so just preemptively, yeah. Uh, I take the wine bottle I had, and I'm just gonna like take out the cork, and then just like put a little rag in the top of it, and then just kind of tuck that away next to uh, my little Tinder matches. Okay. Chris gave him a Molotov cocktail. Why? Why would Chris do this? He <laughs> walked back down. Fire. It's like, all right then. Yeah, so if you recall, you still have this loot mm. that with three strings on it. I don't think I have that loot. Uh, I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, you it's somewhere. You haven't I been think actively, you forgot about it. You haven't been actively using it. I'm pretty it. sure I don't have that loot. Sorry, man. <laughs> Is this you saying it to the man? Yes. Okay. Uh, Strix just it, walks by and she's like... And he just goes, no matter. Mm. Allow me to properly introduce myself. My name is Matrum. And is what? Actually, Matrum. Matrum? It's like, and I, he actually leans in kind of closer to you and says, are you familiar with the harpers? The what? <laughs> there's, there's, not, there's not a lot of like, like the, you know, floor sound, so it's kind of hard to hear. Harpers. Harpers. Harp, oh, the harpers. I should be. <laughs> Am I? Uh, you, you've met the Harpers several times. Which ones were they? I'm bad with names. Uh, Harpers were a, sort of like a secret agent kind of force within Waterdeep. Ah, uh, Harpers. Some time ago, you had met one in a uh, tavern with Andrew, uh, and he was speaking to you. I can't mm. remember his name. Zandala was connected to Zandala them as was well. a Harper. Okay. The yeah. whole boat and dragon deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. You would think they were meddlers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I know a thing or two about Mahapos. Excellent. Well, you should know that loot that you stole from me is actually a magical listening device. <laughs> Oops. Hot mic. Allows me to hear certain things, and if I may, I would ask to like I would like to ask your boy Simon a few questions about his time in the carnival. Who? <laughs> Simon. Simon. 
The one with the sassy mouth. Sassy mouth. Can Strix, like, hear this? Like, she's probably bringing a pie at this point. Uh, yeah, you're probably hearing enough. Yeah, yeah she's hearing enough, and she's just, like, hearing that, and she's just like, Simon, I think someone wants you. <laughs> okay. Oh, Simon. <laughs> ah, yes. You hear a loud thunk. Downstairs. Oh, I also yell. And bring that loot that Paul's oh, installed. Don't, let's not bring in. We don't know where that is or if we. Okay. <laughs> Simon comes downstairs and he's holding the loot and, walk, and walks up and goes, Hi, I did it. He found the loot. <laughs> How wonderful. What a good boy. And you see Matrim just kind of calmly retrieve it uh, and looks over at Simon and just says, Uh, Sweet boy, I know about you had your time within the carnival. I would like to ask you a, a few questions. Surely you weren't just cleaning the beast pens. What else did you see there? And Simon thinks for a moment and says, Ah, I didn't see much. For the most part, I was below decks in the heartbreaker, cleaning up animal poop. Oh, but all the humans who don't, were there spoke in a really weird language. A weird language. You're certain? Oh, yeah. I've never heard that before. Uh, and then Simon also says, Oh, yeah. And in one of the cages was an owl bear. <gasps> and that's where that one stops. <sighs> Who's next? I think. Mm -hmm. Two? Yeah, that's you. Oh. oh. I get to be DM'd by Nate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, for the record, uh, there was Simon joins the circus. Simon doesn't join the circus. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Those were the questions. Yeah. How, how does one... By the way, everyone has pies now. Cool. Oh, cool. Strix is like the most nosy, like, restaurant worker. Aww. Oh, it has their little stamp. Oh, it's got a little stamp on it. Oh, geez, Louise. Love it. That's All so right. cute. All right. Uh, a little magic coming off of it. So a little magic coming off. I think you start with A. Read this one first, Nate. Just <laughs> <laughs> underlines Nate. Nate. There's actually a period, too. It's oh, and it's read this one first, period. Nate, period. Okay. Yeah. Mine is green, too. Ah. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So there's hope. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> he just crump he just crumples it up. Strong. <laughs> okay. Strong. <laughs> uh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's pressure. Chris clearly thinks we're sm smarter than we actually are. And I had that moment when we sat down on stage where he was like, oh, Chris asked us all to DM? Like, in Chris Perkins' place? <laughs> with no information and no preparation yeah. beforehand? Of course. He knew, he knew that we would just go off the rails. I mean, what else are we going to do? Actually be functional. Also, now Paulton has a bomb. <laughs> no, he just has two matches to do whatever with. <laughs> he can make a bomb whenever he wants. True. All right, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Okay. 
Strix. That's my name. You find yourself in Barov... No. <laughs> That's not nice, nor funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. But did you see his face light up? <laughs> I did. Um, you're at the Waffle House. Okay. Going about your business, you're mm-hmm. selling your pies, you're making that good biz. Mm-hmm. But you see that over the past few days or so, Waffles has become temperamental. Oh no. And difficult to control. Oh no. One day when you're baking your, your pies, you hear just loud thudding coming from, coming from upstairs. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm sure there's some customers down there, and I'm like, that's normal, it's fine, and I just, like, shuffle upstairs. The thudding and, uh, just keeps getting louder as you're just like, oh, it's fine, just you're... Yeah, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, gosh. You know, must be evil in uh, doing yoga. <laughs> Is that what it sounds when she does yoga? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll just run up with my staff and just like, ooh. Uh, so Waffles is just like ramming, ramming her head into the wall repeatedly and just like scratching oh, holes no. in the paint. All right, I'm like, hold on, hold on, girl. It's okay, it's okay. I'll, I get, I'll turn her into mist, which is what I usually do. Well, before that, as you approach her, she actually takes a bite of you. <gasps> and she tears a hole in your robe. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> but she did take a swipe, and you managed I'm, to just... I'm offended. I'm just like, you know when, like, your cat does it, and mm-hmm. you're just like, <gasps> I can't believe... I, I thought we had a truce. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong, Waffles? And I just like, you know, what's wrong? What do you want? Um... Doesn't seem to be replying wanna, coherently. He's just wanna, still like thrashing about, just raging. You want to go outside? You want to go outside? I'm just kind of. <laughs> just right, like you want to go outside? Okay, all right. Everything. You want to go outside? You want to go outside? So I'll. Um, what I do usually is turn her into mist. Okay. Put her in a bottle. Okay. So I'll turn her into mist. Sure. That's how we take her for walks. Well, I take yeah. her in the bottle and then take her outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll put her turn to mist. Put her in the bottle. Okay. And you go outside and... And I go outside, and I think we do have a backyard. Okay. And I'll just, like, open the bottle and let her out and be like, here you go! I mean, like, I don't know what you want. There's, there's like, probably, like, a leather ball or something she plays with outside for <laughs> exercise. I imagine it's really big. Like, things like that. You let her, you let her out of the bottle, and then she just kind of starts, like, angrily digging. Just, like... All right. Just, like, not, and not in one specific place. She's just, like, tearing up the yard. All I of mean, our very hardworking landscape. Well, I don't think we have good landscaping. I would like to think we do. <laughs> well, that wasn't my job. Evelyn clearly hired someone to make good landscaping. No, Waffle's <laughs> not the rhododendron! <laughs> yeah, just like right on it. I'm like, I'm just going to watch her. Like, I mean, you can do whatever you want, Waffles. I, I mean, I don't know where you're going. Do you want to go someplace underground? Do you want to go to the Underdark? Ooh, spooky! Uh, as you're trying to talk Waffles down, you hear uh, by your feet, Squidly. Oh, says, Lord. Mom, what's going on? <laughs> I'm not your mom. Uh, and Waffles is clearly upset. I don't know why. She's digging in the dirt. And I'm pretty sure that all of the customers think that, I, that we have a prisoner tied up upstairs who's trying to escape. It's like, aw. Well, Jenks likes owlbears. Maybe, maybe Jenks can help. That's true. Cool. Jinx, come here. <laughs> come on. 
Uh, we need to save this album. Jenks, Jenks immediately, like, it's almost like he just appears. Like, mm. he's just so quickly. Like, he <laughs> might have just been in the bushes outside. Like, <laughs> like, he's right there. And he's just like, what's wrong with waffles? Uh, before anyone can answer, uh, Waffles just snatches Ferdinand. <gasps> doll and then just like when a dog just aggressively gets a new toy just just flinging it back and forth it's it seems just ripping at the arms at the legs at the waist and just stuffing is flying everywhere Jenks is just like, like tears he's just <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it's fine I'll, fi- I'll fix it again it's fine I fixed it like five times already it's okay Waffle starts eating it <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix it it's fine it'll be fine okay I'll make you a new one it's fine It'll pass. It's fine. It'll, I can make you a new one. It'll probably be really creepy. I'm sorry, but that's all I know how to do. I'll make you a new one. And Shanks is like, sorry. <laughs> why would you do that, Waffles? And I'm like, why would you do that, Waffles? We had a truce. No eating the children or their things. <laughs> well, uh, this, kind of, this kind of attitude and behavior continues for another couple of days. Can I, can I insight check Waffles? Like, why is she doing this? <laughs> or, like, can I research this? Like, Sure. Okay. Insider animal uh, handling. Animal, it'd probably be animal handling, which yeah. I have nothing in, so it's just animal a straight... Hand. Well, technically, she's not an animal, because I can't talk to her or speak with her. Oh, that's right. Well, I don't have any monster handling. You can, you can, Plus, she's more sentient. You can, you can insight. Don't glare at me. <laughs> well, I don't know anything. Okay, great. <laughs> it's a three. Okay, good. You don't know anything. I don't know anything, and I'm just like, stop it! I just keep giving her cheese or something. <laughs> like, you want some cheese? <laughs> now she's angry and farting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you, Albert, farts. I was like, farts. The customers are leaving. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't understand why she's mad. And now Jenks is probably still crying. So Strix mm-hmm. will make Jenks a new owlbear stuffed animal, and okay. it's just horrific. Good. Squidly loves it. I'm sure he does. <laughs> he tries to take it for himself. He's just like, is this mine? Jenks is like, no! And Strix is like, I'll make you, what do you want? What do you want, Squidly? What stuffed animal do you want? Oh, uh, I want a stuffed uh, tarantula. You already have a monkey. It's a real monkey. It's oh, right that's there. right. He has a monkey. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> have you been feeding the monkey? Feeding? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> um, so a few days go by, and it's brought to your attention that a seafaring carnival called the Sea Maiden's Fair has arrived in Waterdeep. I hate where this is going. <laughs> I know where this. I'm upset. <laughs> and you think maybe it'd be nice to take a walk and bring waffles to get some fresh air, go down to the dock ward, and. See the carnival. Ooh, right. yeah. I hear there's a guy there with a fire whip. Yeah. Mm. Do I get to take everyone with me or is it by myself? I'm going to say by yourself. Okay. Because I was right. by myself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so you hear me, like, like go out, leave out the house, and you just hear Strix yell, I'm going to take Waffles for a walk by myself. It's probably dangerous, but you know what? Bye! And you hear the door slam. Evelyn's busy doing thunder yoga upstairs. Thunder so. yoga. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's her, like, Thunder Lathander yoga. yoga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, so I will put Waffles' harness on because I like to imagine that Waffles has a little harness that's actually like really frilly and cute. Aww. She's got like a little like pink frill collar. Aww. And uh, does that have a little bell? Me. Yeah, I'm guessing evil me. Yeah, yeah. Put and a little so, bell on it. Starts to just walk her down the street and be like, "Come on, Waffles, we're gonna go to the circus or something. I don't know." <laughs> like, don't eat anyone there. So I'm walking right. Waffles. Uh, you travel to the dock, uh, the dock ward, where you see. Uh, two galleons tied off, and the third is ankled, or ankled, anchored in uh, the middle of the harbor. And you see a bunch of, uh, bunch of carnival folks, you know, busy assembling all their floats, getting the docks ready, getting the show ready to, uh, to start to bring in all the, the happy families and the people to have a good time. I hate it. Yeah, prob- yeah you would hate it. Um, while you're walking around, you see... A few of them are bringing uh, very large cages with various beasts in them, loading them onto these ships. And that is what you see. Okay. Um, Would you like to do anything there? I mean, yeah, if there's like animals, I'm gonna, it's, like, it's like you're at the dog park. I'm going to go let Waffles meet all the other animals. <laughs> You're like, look at this one. There's, there's like a displacer beast and like a... <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know what's there. Please don't let it be a displacer beast. <laughs> but well, I'm going to like let her sniff everything. They're like, what? You got out of the house? We're at the carnival. Like, I don't know. This is, that's, this is a little scary. Mm. But, you know, I'm by myself. I went out here. I'm, you know, I was told to get out of the house more and just, you know, be more independent. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so, as you're doing that, uh, one of them, uh, one of the carnival folk, uh, a beast handler, mm-hmm. uh, approaches you ah! with, with waffles. It says, Sir, fine-looking owlbear you got there. Uh, yes, she is. She is a fine-looking owlbear I've got here. <laughs> Takes a, takes another like bite out of your out of your robe. Just like tears another thing and just starts waving it around. Yes. Yes. That happened a lot. Uh, as of right now, it is. I'm just trying to get her to meet new people. I'm thinking maybe she just needs friends, or maybe she needs more pastry. She pretty much only eats pies, which I think is a really bad idea. So maybe she just needs to like eat one of the people that works here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks kind of uh, looks over waffles, just kind of like watching the watching the mood and watching the aggression and like the frustration, like taking like swipes and bites of people and just like just. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> Beast Handler says like, Nah, that ain't that ain't diet. I don't know what that is. What is it? That's a strange beast handler. I think your I think your Albert's uh fun to have herself a little baby. Strix just like is like, oh I I hope that doesn't mean we have to eat her too. <laughs> I <laughs> does not hear that. Okay. <laughs> She's just like, well, um, there's no other owlbears around Waterdeep, so I don't know what to do for her. Because if she would like to do that, it is her choice. 
but I try not to pressure others into that sort of thing. At the exact time you mentioned at the lack of owlbears in Waterdeep, one of the cages being dragged by has within it <laughs> an owlbear. Look, there's one right there! Oh yeah, that's a... Uh... He goes, oh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a male owlbear. Oh, it's a, a boy? Yeah, it's a boy. Does she like boys? I mean, she doesn't have to. I'm she, assuming. She might. I'm not going to assume who she assume. likes. Oh, maybe. Waffles? That's right. Well, maybe. I don't how know. do you feel about this situation? I don't want to force you into anything. And I'm, like, watching her to see how she reacts to the male owlbear. She's just, like, <laughs> as, as you decide, oh, I need to, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye and see how she reacts. You can see uh, Waffles is in front of the cage, mm -hmm. trying to back into it. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I avert my eyes. <laughs> I avert my eyes and I'm like, oh dear, um. The great uh, mating oh. ritual of the owlbears. <laughs> Twerking. Um, it looks like, uh, You see the Beastmaster, he says, oh, it looks like your little owlbear took a liking the good old throat ripper in there. That, that's his name? Yeah, that's the ripper. He's the one. I should have marked this panel mature. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, if Waffles needs a friend, but she needs to come home, I mean, she can hang out with Throat Ripper for a while and, and do whatever she wants to do. And she, like, thinks for a second. She's like, what's she going to do? <laughs> but uh, I, we need her back is what I'm saying. Oh, so you want them to have a little play date there? Yeah. Yeah, let her go play. Maybe they'll play with the ball and like, you know, like cuddle and do things. <laughs> <laughs> <Fantastic. laughs> All right. <laughs> God. How much role playing is going to be involved? <laughs> <laughs> Chris Perkins. <laughs> Yeah, I hope he, he's watching. He puts Strix in a scenario that involves, like, the birds and the bees, <laughs> which is right. great. The beast handlers of the Seed Maiden's Fair arrange for Waffles and Throat Ripper to meet <laughs> in the hold of the Heartbreaker, uh -oh. one of the docked carnival ships. Strix ushers Waffles onto the ship, and almost immediately Waffles catches a whiff of something that piques her interest. Oh, Waffles, is there pies in here? You love pies. I mean, to an extent. When the two... When the two owlbears finally meet... Everything goes into soft focus. <laughs> heart filter. Just right over. No. When they, uh, when they finally meet, they start fighting. And uh -oh. no amount of effort can separate them. After tiring each other out, they become a couple and begin to adjust to each other's presence. Uh, is that supposed to happen? Is that how... Is that how that happens? <laughs> it's like, um... I don't know, I've never actually gotten this far watching this happen, so... It's all new, new to me, too. Uh, Strix and the Beast Handlers watch with anticipation as the two owlbears become more familiar with one another. It's a long, boring wait that stretches through the night and well into the next day. Is this them not talking about their feelings? <laughs> it looks like it. Hmm. Am I just sitting? I'm just, I don't come home. I'm just sitting watching this whole thing. Like, like just there's like gears going like, is this how this happens? 
Uh, Waffles bats throat ripper away every time he tries to mount her. I'm like, that a girl. <laughs> if, I'm just like, Waffles doesn't need someone to ride. I mean, she's, she just walks on her own. To no one? <laughs> to no one. Yeah. I love how Chris is like, I'm not going to go, but watch what I'll make him say. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, would you mind reading no. in this line? No, no, yours. <laughs> oh, no, do it, do it, Please do it. Please do, from eventually. <laughs> eventually, she acquiesces. And the owl bears, in all caps, get it on. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. Wait, what does that mean? We'll tell you when older. Strix has never heard anything so loud and terrible in her life. And she must avert her eyes and cover her ears. I'm doing that already. How did he know? When all is said and done, Throat Ripper calmly allows himself to be taken back to his pen. Waffles is hoisted up out of the hold, follows Strix home, and sleeps soundly in her room. Strix comes back with like, 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 a, like she's just seen the dead. Like, Strix like, is like double Strix. Like, yeah, she's like double Strix. She's like, like itching herself. Like, I don't know what happened. There was something I, and she like tries to explain it to everyone in the house. Like, I don't know what to say. And like, no one can even answer it because it's so awkward that she's just talking about it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you had fun at the circus. <laughs> Someone did. And when you wake up the next day, Waffles seems to be back to her normal self. Is she pregnant? Only time will tell. Oh, no. But Strix also doesn't tell anyone what happened. She just said that she had a nice fight and she feels better. All right. Like a really close fight. Like, a, like they rubbed their bits together. That's how she says bits. Do they have cloacas? Just a, what? Nothing. I'm just thinking too much about this. All right. <coughs> you talking on the back. Oh yeah, this is I'm I'm DMing Jared. For D. That's what Chris thinks the keys look like. Now you know. Oh, mm-hmm. this is the official canonical key. Ooh. Talk amongst yourselves about Albert mating. Mm. Sure. <laughs> Before whatever it is that this is happening, I'm sure DS is in his room. Uh, writing all kinds of different plans down on how exactly he's going to manage, what is it, like 10 different factions now who are all trying to vie for his assistance in getting the Dragon Horde. Mm. Dralaxel, Castellanters, himself, at minimum. I'm pretty sure there's more than that. Manshoon. Manshoon, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's a chicken for mm. a while. Nice. 45 minutes. Laryl. So oh, yeah. Diaz is just like, how am I gonna do this? How can I pit them all against each other? In between, Strix is like, I don't know what this is. What's the... The owlbears were just... They're rubbing their bits. Were they fighting? Oh, thanks for the bits. Yeah, so the DF has been especially stressed after... Especially after Duralaxel's recent murder. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which he just cleaned up and left, I yeah. guess. Cool. That was yeah. cool. Well, as DF is perusing the evidence and trying to figure out this, it's been like a couple days. He's been kind of obsessing about this. He's really been kind of a recluse feeling guilty about the murder even though he had nothing to do with it. You know, he's been moping about the house and murmuring things about being a captain and you know, all that kind of stuff. And there's a knock at the door. Evelyn answers it as usual. Diaz, it's for you! Damn it. <laughs> he puts down his quill and sits up, scoots his chair in and comes down out of his room slash office and goes to the front door. Uh, you see a human, uh, smartly dressed, stands at attention. Captain, I am Sergeant Alice Caledonna of the City Watch. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Oh, uh, yes. Hello. Uh, should you step in? Or? I would be most obliged, thank you. She steps in, very rigid, kind of marches, stands in the middle of the room, didn't, doesn't turn around or anything, just stands there at attention as if she's waiting for you to say something. Do they want a pie? Oh, did you want a pie? I would love a pie. Thank you, sir. Uh, at ease? <laughs> <laughs> this is all very foreign to Diaz. It's like, what is happening here? Uh, Captain, I have come with a very special request from the City Watch. I've been asked to help, uh, asked to ask you to help solve a uh, murder. Murder. A murder? Here's your pie. Definitely wasn't us. Walks away. <laughs> she takes it. What kind of pie is it? Um, we'll just say it's uh, a fruit. Yeah, it's some kind of fruit. It's like boysenberry. Uh, hand with pie. With your permission, sir. Oh yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's a hand pie. So you can just eat it. And it's like, no, no. She That's, just forgets. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a delicious pie. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this murder. <laughs> oh, uh, <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> she tucks the rest away. Uh, yes, the... Um, uh, uh, it was uh, Erolan Zevar. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. Um, an elf who served as a courier for the ambassador of Silvery Moon. Uh, we're, we're facing some diplomatic pressure to, to solve the murder very quickly. And uh, we know that you're, you're good at such mysteries. Dia thinks to himself for a moment, am I? <laughs> uh, but on his face, he's just like, hmm. Mm. Yes. Right. She Don't... again doesn't offer any, she just says these things and then looks at you expectantly. Like, okay. Tell me everything you know. Uh, let's see. Um, well, this is the, the, the second murdered elf in as many weeks. And um, let's see. The first victim was a female moon elf named Thala Eldemir who uh, sold wine in the market. I think it was uh, uh, Elvenquist wine. Are you much of a connoisseur? I am not, but I have good contacts who are. <laughs> it's very nice, uh, good mouthfeel, and very, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the thing was that uh, they were both killed in, in a similar fashion, and Roland was cut to pieces by slashing weapons, one or more, not even the same, it seemed to be multiple slashing weapons. Um, and I, you know, as, as the one who suggested that you might be the man for the job, I certainly hope that, you know, that uh, you might, might strike up uh, uh, some, some teamwork here. 
as we, we try to figure it out. Uh, I might be able to. Where were the murders taking place? Uh, you know, uh, I, it's kind of above my, uh, my pay grade to know, but if, uh, if you and I were to team up, I'm sure we could, uh, could find out. I'm sure that they would give you that kind of information. I mean, if I were to work with someone like you, not, not, like, I, not like I'm looking for like a promotion or like, you know, anything <laughs> like that. Uh, I would like to give a quick scan over this woman and her uh, uniform to make sure that it's real. Give a perception check. Okay. Perception? Because my perception's pretty good. That's a 27. You, you take in every detail of her uniform, and as far as you can tell, it looks 100% legit, very well kept. You get the sense that this is someone who cares, like, they, they're like try hard. Like, you've seen Todd's uniform, <laughs> and Todd's uniform looks fine. You know, it's all regulation, but sometimes there's a fray here yeah, yeah. or a smudge there. Hers is meticulous. She's like try hard City Watch. Hmm. Okay. And an assistance in this investigation, would it be with you or on my own, or...? Oh, I, 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 I wouldn't come ask for your help if I wasn't willing to stand by your side, thick and thin, whatever you need, anything at all. all right. At all. Well... I can do my best to provide whatever insight I can and whatever information I can glean from the situations. Solving the murder itself... Uh, you know, who knows, but I can at least provide as much assistance as I can. Uh, can you take me to the, the, the crime scenes or the bodies? So you're, you're willing to help? Yes. Well, look at that. <laughs> as long as this... You have a bunch of them. As long as this oh, takes no, like... Oh, no, that one has a skull! Oh, good. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do the other ones have? A heart. Aw. What's the other one have? Nope. Oh, the other one was the first one. This one was just a normal key. Okay, you cool. picked the one with the skull key. I picked the skull key. Mm-hmm. As long as this doesn't take, like, more than a day. Hmm. Edith and Alice forge a close, re close friendship during the investigation. When not chasing down leads and questioning suspects, they spend long nights exchanging theories over non-alcoholic drinks. Yes. Um, one of these, let's see, one of these nights they're out having drinks, and um, Diaz finds himself drawn to Alice, not for any reason other than that she seems steadfast in her dedication to duty and desire for justice. It's like very easy to figure out what she wants. It's, you know, duty to the city watch, justice for wrongdoers, and um, you know, they're, they're sitting there talking over, over this and having drinks, and Alice says, you know, the people of Waterdeep should be able to sleep soundly knowing that the city watch is watching out for them. Cheers, is, cheers with you. I agree. <laughs> I'm glad that, we're, glad that we're working on this together. It, let's, let's collect what we know. So beyond their elven heritage, the victims have two things in common, right? Yes. We found that they were both killed on overcast nights, mm -hmm. and their purse strings were cut. Let's see. I mean, there's no way to know who robbed them, whether it was the killer or someone else, but, I mean, 
Or even if the person themselves being cut is even related to the crime, why right. do both? And I mean, cutting a victim's coin purse strings pales in comparison to the, the violence of the attacks. I mean, those were up close and personal attacks, the slashing right. and, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think that we have to conclude that the killer is probably a drow who is murdering the elves out of pure malice. Whoa. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I don't see why we need to immediately peg a drow. Well, I don't know why you said that either, but it's on the paper. And based on the conclusion, <laughs> elves, you know, I, I, I passed on that information to the city watch and they've, they've put a, a bulletin out to warn elves to travel in groups at night and all nighttime watch patrols have been assigned a constable with dark vision as well as a, as well as a wizard of watchful order who can dispel magic. It's, it's dark out there, man. And it is. You know, that's why we gotta have the night vision. And, I mean, yeah. dark metaphorically and also literally. It's yeah, nighttime. I, I, I so follow, I follow. You know. Yeah, and as long as the city watch can provide at least better suited protection at night, I wish I had a better way of connecting the two murders so if we can predict a p potential third victim, we can set up like a sting or something. A sting? A sting? Yeah, like an ambush of sorts. Like if we know there's a third target and if they're coming for them, we can have additional city watch on hand or hidden and be able to prevent the murder and find whoever's doing this at the time. That's a good idea. Where would we start? Ah. Uh, Have you ever done a, a sting before? Have I? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. I shouldn't have underestimated you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course you would have done. I, I mean, so have I. Uh, just, um, I don't know how you do it. So. Well, after identifying or who a potential third target could be, or even possibly setting up someone to potentially be the third target. They would have to be somewhere near the previous murders, since we know their operating area, and then leading them to somewhere where they only have a singular means of escape, perhaps the dead end of an alleyway. Uh, open streets, too many locations for them to run off to. So once they get to the end of that alleyway, and should they attempt to murder or burgle, that's when the Hidden City Watch, already placed there or following behind, can jump them, prevent the escape, and apprehend them. All right. So we're, we're probably going to need a few extra hands, right? We can't do it all on our own. It would be less suspicious if it was non-City Watch-garbed people. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we're all the city guard that anyone could need together, you and I, as a team. Is her name Todd? Sure, man. <laughs> I mean, sure, I mean, I, I have my own duties, so I don't know how much I'll be able to directly assist in a sting. Well, I, I can't do it on my own. I mean, you're going to abandon me now after all this? Well, no, I'm not abandoning you. I, I told you I'll give you information and assistance. I'm not going to do everything for you. 
I just I thought that we were a team. I don't know. I mean, I, I had an idea of where we could set things up. There's a, this place in the dock ward where we could set up the sting. And you, you have yeah. friends that don't wear city watch right. clothes if you wanted to, to bring them along. I, I can find, you know, uh, I can find some elves who are willing to be bait, you know, uh-huh. maybe some actors with, with good, like, Oh, oh, I'm a helpless elf. I am in this alley. Like, like Dia said. All right, we're in the dock ward. <laughs> All right, I'll meet you at um, Skull Street. <laughs> yeah, Skull Street. Yeah, I know that place. You know the alley yeah. on Skull Street, right yep. off the yeah, off the water. Yes. Right. I'll I'll go grab some elves. You bring your friends, and uh, we'll get set up. You know, right as the sun goes down, stake things out. Uh, yeah. Do any of your friends have dark vision or? Lots. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, it's just me. <laughs> I'll, uh, is talking. I'll see you there. She offers you the secret handshake that she showed you that you guys have, but roll me a performance check to see if you remember it. <laughs> I was going to say, how well am I going to do this handshake? Ten? You, you kind of like do that thing where someone's like, eh, and you offer the same hand, so it's kind of like, eh, uh, Like, I, I do it, but like, yes. just like a half second delay from yeah. her doing it as I watch her to kind of copy it. Exactly. Yeah. She seems satisfied enough. She goes okay. on her way to, to get the elf. She's going to meet you at Skull, Skull Street Alley. Great. I would like to go find Evelyn Paulton and Strix. <laughs> All right. And go to the Waffle like, House. Hey, guys. Want to help me stop a murder? <gasps> Don't we to cause those? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, who's? I don't know. There's like a serial killer of sir- sorts going around killing moon elves and stealing their money. And I was asked by the city watch to assist in this, and I can't do it on my own. It, it should be really, really simple. We're setting up a very easy ambush point. All of you guys are more than capable of taking down a singular person, and a lot of you will probably more, be more capable at this than I am. So, um, what's, um, what's the day rate for this? What's your normal rate? Mm. How much do I normally pay you? I don't know. How much are you willing to pay me? <laughs> I got a bag of gems. I'll give you a couple. Uh, sure. All right. Me. I think we should all go. This sounds like fun. Let's go right now. Because I just realized there's only a few minutes left in this. Okay. <laughs> we got like 45 minutes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We have plenty of time. Yeah. Just kidding. Let's go <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> Strix is already there, just like holding her stab. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, between, we can use Paltons and visibility. Strix, you have dark vision. You'll be able to see better than uh-huh. any of us. Plenty of fire. And Evelyn, the strongest person I know, so between all of that, and if they get too far away, I'll be able to outpace them. So who are we looking for? We don't know exactly, but it's more or less protecting someone who is more or less going to be a trap for them. So when they show up and try to steal or murder from this person, we can stop them. So we're going to keep an eye out. A trap? Yes. Cool. Yeah. It'll be easy. Cool. Well, I mean, I can just see if they're evil, and if they're evil, then great. Oh, right. Yeah. How am I supposed to help with this? If they're bad, you start them on fire. Yeah. Fire. 
Yeah. The thing you do. <laughs> but this is, you know, we're, are we being made honorary City Watch members? Ooh. Yes, this is official <gasps> City Watch business, and I'm bringing you all on as deputies to help me out. <gasps> Deputy Marthane, that's me. So then, are we, the city watch. are we like that from then on permanent deputies, or does this one job just qualify us to like register as deputies? I'll have to ask my manager. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just want to get. I just want to make sure, like the whole like union situation, sorted out with like the water deep law enforcement. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the city watch. Can I just help? Yeah. Okay. So if she helps but declines the deputy position, Paulton. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the way. All right, we'll talk about it on the way. That sounds good. All right. The crew sets out to Skull Street Alley. Uh, you find Alice there. Uh, and Wait, we're already else. going? Well, are huh? you not? Are we already going? He said we'll, go, we'll talk on the way. You yeah. said okay. So we're on the way. Sure. Yeah. All right, so with the deputization <laughs> situation. <laughs> do we get dental? And that's what the montage scene is like. <laughs> A montage of discussion about as benefits. fade. <laughs> 401k. Yeah. No, those kinds of things. Um, you... You find Alice and two elf actors. They seem really excited for the part. They're Great. kind of, you know, they're running lines with each other. They're practicing scared looks and like um, a few stunts, like falling to the ground and things like that. They seem cool. really into Great. it. She's coaching them. It seems like they might be friends, but as soon as she sees you, she immediately like slow-mo turns, face lights up, it's a warm moonlit night, and everyone can see how pleased she is to see Dia. And Strix is like, I'm also like. <laughs> <laughs> she walks up to him, rigid as usual, and Captain Woodrow. Alice. Paulton, does he have other? Good to see you, sir. I've brought the assistants, and we're uh, ready yes. to set this up. The contractors. Yeah, there should be no problem. Here to. I don't have assist any. Assist us. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Captain, where would you like to uh, to lay in wait? Um. Evelyn, up on the rooftops, using her flying boots, able to immediately get down. For some reason, they're able to fly. You'll be able to pursuit. Shiny girl up. Got it. Yep. Uh, Strix, you're going to be out closest to the alley with your dark vision. You're going to be able to see more than anything, more than any of us. If, I blend in with alleys real well. Yeah. And, if you, mm -hmm. yes. and once you see something, using your dark vision, you'll be able to signal the rest of us to get ready. What's the signal? Do three sparks off your thumb. I can't do that signal. I'm not really good at uh, precision. Mm. Three sparks somewhere. Okay. <laughs> as long as it doesn't light anything. All right. Paulton, yo. You'll be close in the middle of the alley. If you could, make yourself invisible. Say when. Well, soon. Okay. Once it's dark enough. I'll be ready. Right. So when they show up, they won't even see you coming, and you'll be easily be able to jump on them. Right. I so will duck behind that garbage can. Oh no, that's just me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it makes sense that I would uh, I would hide with you as we're a we're a team and we need to be wait. Able to oh, yeah. Did so hiding. Yes. Rooftop. Yep. Also hiding. Hiding. I mean, I'm just standing here, but I blend in. Go for it. You're invisible. <laughs> Things still hurt. Well, the moment things go down, the first thing you can do is get the attackers 
off of these two using your thunder wave or mm -hmm. perhaps your charms, anything. Like, you're going to be the first person who will be able to separate them and get this danger out of the way. I'm okay. counting on you for that. Got it. I think. Strix is going to hide by DF2. Well, uh, <clears throat> I, hmm. I, I was, I, I asked my friend who's a wizard to come because, uh, you know, we were, we wanted to make sure we had some, some magical support, especially to oh, spell magic. We, we got magical support. Yeah, we have a ton of magical support. Yeah, hi, I'm magic. I'm right here too. Yeah, if anything, like, tell them to go because they probably have, like, a two-hour minimum and you can just, like, write that off the budget if you don't have I to. I mean, can you dispel all. magic? Yeah. He can. Wait, can I? Yes. <laughs> It's, it's very important that we have that, you know, because if someone comes with some sort of magical protection... I mean, I, I can, I can, I can unmagic their magic. Can I insight check her? <laughs> sure. Like, what is going on here? This is weird. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> this, this person is incomprehensible to you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what she's doing and she's weird. I'm just gonna be like, look, magic's pretty much the only thing we got. So if you want to bring more, like, you know, like, aside from Evelyn, if you, just, if you want to bring more, like, hitting power, that, that could work. But magic, like, we're good. This is a precision job. Uh, City Watch doesn't just blunt force punch things. I cast suggestion. I'm going to be like, you're going to let us use our magic and not bring extra. I'm going to let you use your magic. No. And I'm going to saving throw. No. I'm going to let you. Uh, we got it. Yep. But she's right, Bolton, and if we need to, mm -hmm. dispelling any magical disguises or protection they have will be very important. You got it. Everyone's lying in wait. Yeah. The elves are standing in the alley. They've worked out some weird, like, romance drama that they, they will play through. It takes about 15 minutes, and then they kind of look around. They don't see anyone, so they start it over. <laughs> and they're playing kind of this same, like, lover's quarrel that ends in a makeout scene, like, every 15 minutes. This goes on for quite some time. Strix Neat. is awkwardly, like, sitting next to these two, just, like, eating a pie, like, <laughs> like loudly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alice keeps trying to kind of, like, nudge her way in between Strix and Dieth and, like, talk about City Watch things. And, you know, she, it's very awkward because you're all trying to hide behind this trash can, apparently. Yeah. No one's really hiding, but you do your best. Strix is like, stop. Stop uh, it. It's, it's a couple hours of this same love scene over and over again. And just when you feel yourself starting to be like, I cannot watch this horrible. Ugh, I've seen this one. Yeah, one more time. Uh, you see a flicker in the darkness, almost like a, a flash of a cloak coming around the corner of the alley. Strix is like, wee, 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 wee. That's not the signal. <laughs> Just... Does she actually say that out loud? Uh-huh. Does she actually say that out loud? <laughs> yeah, we... she's already forgotten what the signal was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she forgot already. I'm like with... You brought her on a supposed to be quiet <laughs> mission. What did you expect? I want a stealth mission to go well once. It's not. Just once. So like, like before <laughs> me jumping in, I'm just kind of with everybody else until I'm going to like get in there, right? Yeah, you're nearby us. Okay. So like if we're here hiding behind a trash can, you're like in the alleyway nearby. So I'm going to... Hold on. She also throws off some sparks while yelling wee-woo. Wee-woo-woo! Can... God, as soon as a, uh, a wee-woo goes off, I'm going to cast... 
once I pull it up here. This actually would happen like reactionary. I just, you know, need to make sure that where is it? Well, as soon as Wee Woo happens uh -huh. and the sparks go off, you see kind of almost like a strobe effect. You see this drow who had just come into the alleyway. So there are a few steps into the alley um, and they're, they're kind of, you know, frozen and you see them flicker in the light and then you see them cast magical darkness and everything just goes dark. Counterspell. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> Halton cast counterspell? Yep. What does yeah. it look like and sound like? Um, so basic, it's really exciting. They go to <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> the, the drow... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they then... Um, they, they pull out this horn from their, their cloak and they're just panicking and you see them just kind of like strike a tinder match and light it and from, from what you can tell <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> I see the match and I reach I'm just like Molotov <laughs> They seem to look right at you as they strike this match. I strike mine. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Diaz, from your careful, uh, you know, you, yeah. you like to keep very careful tabs on yes. what's in the house. You've looked at a lot of Warrington's stuff, his guns and everything. You see this horn and you recognize that this is probably smoke powder. <laughs> and they're, they're about to light it. Would and I recognize that's a gun? It's not a gun. Or it's a, a horn of smoke powder. Can, I, uh, can oh. I do an action before he is able to light that? This thing's already lit. I'm just saying. <laughs> you lit the Molotov cocktail? Well, I mean, the rag is now on fire. All right, sure. So he, so he's... Let's actually roll initiative. Oh. oh, my God. You won't need dice. I'm going to write this down because I'll forget. Oh. All right, what's yours? 21. Okay. Mine's a 6. 19. For the record, I asked Chris before the show if we'll need like a monster manual or DM guide or anything like that just to have it on hand. He goes, oh no, you really shouldn't need any dice rolling. <laughs> Sir, As we go six. initiative. <laughs> Molotov. Okay. We <laughs> um, have stats for that. All right, you go first, Diaz. All right, so the first thing I want to do is actually throw a dagger mm -hmm. to knock that horn out of his hand. Okay, uh, roll. Uh, and I'll do it with Moon Splinter. All right, roll for that. Uh, can I borrow your white D20 again? Yes, yeah, so I'll just do uh, just a range attack Kay. against that to try to knock it out mm -hmm. of his hand. E. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, looking back at my character sheet, that is a 22. You knock the smoke powder, or the, yeah. the horn of smoke right out of his hand. No! And he's got the lit match. Yeah. All right. Paulton. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, I mean... I would have you roll, but like, here's the alley, here's the drow, here's you. <laughs> you have a lit Molotov cocktail. Roll, roll with an improvised weapon, I guess, but it's not going to be hard. Okay. 
So to, to yeah, just roll roll a d20. <laughs> Do I, you want me to add anything? Dexterity or strength? Oh yeah, we'll go dex then. Um, okay. Okay. Yes, so fine. No, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-three. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you uh, you eat the Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yeah, I did. It lands between the feet of the the drow who has just dropped this um, oh, yeah, smoke powder. <laughs> I, I'm not. And you see for just a moment the match held in front of their face and they look up and go, why? <laughs> <laughs> and the Molotov ignites the smoke powder. Okay. There's a giant explosion. It's more like spontaneous human combustion or spontaneous drow combustion. Just like a, there was fire where this person was and then dust. Uh, they're just all... It wasn't me this time. It's ash. It's a, it's a pile of ash, and Strix didn't even get to do any fire. Falls to ash and just like, did you see that? <laughs> I just slowly turn back to Alice. We got him. You have... This is so hard. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> she says, you have interesting friends. I sure do. You guys search the, the remains of these ashes. You find uh, something... Again, you've really watched what these guns look like that Warrington yeah. has. You find a, what you identify as a flintlock pistol, as well as some, some bullets, which seem to kind of be damaged by the explosion, but you know that they are. Can I and, the pistol? What? I want to yoink. Oh, no, no, no. Dieth is looting all of this. <laughs> yeah, Dieth got all the loot. Hey, Dieth um, will decide where this goes. Pistol. You also know. find, there's not much time, you find <laughs> a scimitar that is drow made with several notches cut into the blade. And Alice looks this over very carefully, and she can identify positively that this is the murder weapon. Oh. So this drow was holding the murder weapon. And uh, she it. seems really excited about that. And she's like, with your permission, sir, I'll, I'll take this back to the city watch right away and let them know that... We found the murder. Absolutely. That's evidence. You should take it. She does. She takes it back a few days later. Uh, you know, you see in the papers, the, in the broadsheets, they, they are sensationalizing this, the, the demise of this assassin. Captain D.F. Woodrow. Oh, I don't want my name in the paper. <laughs> well, then, uh, if, if D.F. says that every time a reporter comes, then it's uh, Sergeant Alice. Yes. Sergeant Alice Keladona. Yeah, give the credit to her. Sergeant Ellis Conodona organized this sting that took down this amazing, you know, this horrible assassin that was murdering people in Waterdeep. And um, a few days later, Alice asked Dieth out for another drink just to, to kind of celebrate their, their win and they're having drinks, they're sitting there. And it's probably business stuff. She, she picks up the mm -hmm. check and as she's oh, turning to leave, she, um, she's explained to Dieth that actually because of all of this, she got promoted to captain. And they cheers over that. Well deserved. Proud. Congratulations. And she, when you say congratulations, she looks at you meaningfully and puts her hand on yours. Thank you. I couldn't have done it without you. And she gives Dia a kiss. <gasps> though, though her eyes betray the hope for more. I didn't make that part up. That was in the paper. Yeah. 
Thanks, Chris Perkins. Your turn, Holly. I hate this. <laughs> all right. We got to see what fun drawing is on the back of all of these. Deep is just going to ignore Strix forever. <laughs> no yeah, you know, this is called three ships. I count two ships so far. Uh, there's only sons with hearts. Oh, oh, this is Evelyn time. Oh, yeah. God, I still have to. I, I, I'm not done. <laughs> all right. Read this one first, Polly. It's my turn. Okay. Evelyn spends a warm summer evening buying small gifts for her friends. Aww. The red sky makes her happy, as it means she can look forward to a beautiful sunrise. She returns home before nightfall, only to find a stranger in her bedroom. Standing in front of a mirror, admiring his figure, is the dark elf Lothar... Lothario Jarlaxel Bainray. He tells Evelyn how radiant she looks and then recites the following poem to her. I am not going to do a French accent. I'm sorry. Can I try? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if I languish into dreams, again I meet the ardent beings. Queen of things, I dare not die. In beings deeps past ear and eye, lest that I find the same deceiver and be the sport of fate forever. Dread power, but dear, a son thou be, and make me quite, and give thyself to me. <sighs> putting, the, putting his centuries of experience to the ultimate test, Jarlaxle tries to sweep the fair Evelyn off her feet. After saying all the right things, he invites her to a private dinner and dance aboard his ship. Uh, so you have a nice night talking to him, and he invites you to his ship. Do you decide to go or not? Well, a girl's got to have a conversation first. I mean, although I did just kind of have an episode listening to that poetry. I didn't really understand all the words, but it sounded real nice. Jared, you're draw like Jarl Axel. Try and woo Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, dancing will be but a small part of the evening. There's many things I could show you. Like what? <laughs> like the appreciation that you've never had before. Oh. You just want to appreciate me? I sure do. <laughs> Well, that, that sounds, why, why me? Why, you know, why are you showing me all this special attention? There's all these, you know, people that live here that, you, you know, helped you with the pie that you made and everything like that? Because, my fair lady, I am a drow. And someone such as myself does not get under the sunlight very often. And yet, I find myself wanting more and more of your radiant beauty. Showing someone the sun is my favorite thing. Of course, there's no pressure. I don't wish to force you to do anything. You can always say no, and that I will respect. Well, I, I do love dancing. Paulton pokes his head in. <laughs> Goes, Look who just appeared in my room. Oh. <laughs> he wrote me a poem. Forgot your name. I forget how it goes, but it was real nice. His name's Jarlaxle. He's like, hey, uh, Evelyn, can I talk to you really quick? I'm busy talking to Jarlaxle. No, this one's Yeah, she's quite oh. busy. Look, we still, it's like, there's still, 
There's still a half hour left in this session, and my player really has to go to the bathroom. Is there any way he can, like, dip out for a quick second? <laughs> you uh, uh, what? Okay, right. you guys, You guys carry on. If no one gets mad at me, I'll be right back. Don't worry. <laughs> you guys have fun now. Um, don't worry. He really appreciates this. He's literally in so much pain. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for sharp, everybody. You know, I, I'm going to be honest with you. There was a time where, I, I don't know, there was, there was something there. <laughs> And, oof. So, I, I don't know if, but he just was really not interested, so I'm afraid now that it's weird, you know, because I, I kind of put myself out there and he just sort of said no. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure. A grave mistake on his part. Oh, really? You think so? Certainly. Someone such as himself would never deserve a fine manifestation of perfection such as yourself. <laughs> Well, if you keep talking like that, we better get going dancing right now. No. All right, he goes with us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jarlaxle gently takes Evelyn by the hand and pulls her into a shadowy corner of her room. Whereupon the room disappears and Evelyn finds herself standing in a splendid cabin aboard a vessel anchored in Waterdeep's harbor. She can see the lights of the dock ward through the large windows of the aft castle. The cabin is bedecked with golden filigree, the purple curtains festooned with golden tassels, the wood paneling scented with perfume. A magnificent feast sprawls atop a mahogany table of exquisite craftsmanship. The doilies are patterned to look like little suns. As soft, pleasing music rises from an unknown source, Jarlaxle flashes his pearly white teeth and welcomes Evelyn aboard the eye catcher. As they dance, Jarlaxle whispers a secret in Evelyn's ear. He hates Amanatar so much that he restored Lathander to prominence by killing Father Luke Sunbright, knowing that the priest would be resurrected and humiliated in the process. While he admits that his actions are not keeping, it with the ta- in, keeping in the teachings of Lathander, Jarlaxle seems to know more about the Morning Lord than anyone Evelyn has ever met, and he vows not to meddle in the temple's affairs again. There's something irresistible about him. In many ways, he reminds Evelyn of her father. Jarlaxle's soothing words coupled with the beautiful music wash away all concerns as Evelyn lowers her guard and throws herself into Jarlaxle's arms. I feel like... (laughs) (laughs) What I miss? Nothing. I miss nothing. Um, so DM, where should I start the role play on that? <laughs> oh no, that's that's. I mean, you you are you're in Jarlaxle's cabin, and you have thrown yourself into his arms. All right, so we're snuggling in a corner. Yeah. Evelyn's like, I just, I don't know, I don't know if assassinating my mentor was really the right place to start. I mean, I agree with you on Aminator, but I mean that was. It. It was real unpleasant to see my mentor like that. I mean, personally. And then there's also the fact that, you know, so many people, I mean, my friend Diaz kind of got blamed for the whole thing. You know, Diaz? I certainly know him. But my lady, if there was something that was preventing the rise of the sun, wouldn't you want it removed? 
I removed the cloud blocking the sun. That's so beautiful. You talk so poetic. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, just can't oh. stay mad at you. <laughs> so that's why I'm eight. So, so this is going well. That's what I missed. So, yeah. Oh, no. She's like, she's like cuddling so just, with her relaxing. Oh, so just a recap. So Evelyn, the paladin of Lathander, is falling into the arms of this like lying murderous drow. Yeah. And yep. you wonder why the Reddit debates your alignment. <laughs> It was. Hmm. He, the doilies hmm. were sons. Hmm. Yeah, the doilies yeah. were sons. There was poetry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of the scenario. That's where you end up. I, we can check the other envelope. Let's see. Okay. Also, There's, I, I want to I see what the other envelope was over there. I this one says extra. Oh, man. Because we sure are. <laughs> I read, by the way, I read the other envelope, and it's messed up. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> well, I, well, I want to know what that envelope was. I didn't, I didn't read the either scenario. Read I was being... Whatever, I'm not... <laughs> okay. So, okay. yeah, these are all just kind of depends on how much time we have, which we have a little bit. So we, if they're like one little fun, quick things we can do them. The other I guess we should... I, I shouldn't read them all and choose one, right? We should just pick one. I guess so. Okay. Oh, you're going to... Oh, boy. Okay. I guess, I guess I've DM'd the least because I just read it and didn't want to do a French accent. <laughs> Sure. Okay, what are we supposed to do with them? Oh, just... Okay, well, this is for Evelyn. Evelyn. All right. Uh, Evelyn, you, after spending a lovely night with Jarlaxle, however much you wanted to cuddle or not cuddle cuddle or rub your bits, depends. (laughs) Um, That's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're all having problems today, okay, Colton? You see, you go to the temple and you find a young married couple um, that, at, who worship Lathander and they ask, they come up to you and they're very excited and uh, they're holding a new baby girl and they <gasps> ask you because you're such a renowned paladin of Lathander and now that Amanata has been, has been dis- displaced and now it's back to the temple of Lathander, they ask you to name their baby girl. <gasps> oh my God, what a responsibility. <gasps> the kid's just screaming. Mm-hmm. She's so it's precious. Like this is a terrible baby. Just like, what? like the There's worst. like nothing precious about it. No, it's just screaming. Like, can I be like, the dad? Huh? Can I? Can what? I? Can yeah, I sure. be the dad? Sure. So like, the the wife is all like, oh my god, there baby, and the dad's just like, I haven't slept in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This kid does not stop screaming. Are you the mom? No, I'm the mom. Oh, you're the mom. Yeah. Okay. Is, is Diaz with me? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What an honor to, to ask me to name your baby. Do you have any, like, you know, thoughts or feelings that you want to convey or characteristics? I mean, maybe, um... Help. <laughs> and she just, she just looks at, at, like, both of you, and she's just like, Lathander wanted us to make new life, and so we did. He wasn't really, really wanted it, but I think that it'll grow on him. I mean, she will grow. That's how babies work, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, they every, get bigger. Every time I look into her eyes, I, I like, get... Ah! Huh? It's still screaming. I get lost in the ways that I could just, you know... Anyway, what? <laughs> <laughs> so please, uh, Miss Marthane, please, we, we need a name. We, we, can't, we can't not name our daughter. This is, a big, this is a big responsibility. I think we should make it a team effort. You're asking me to do anything with a baby. Well, 
I mean, let's this, see. Yeah, so it's it's all about um, growing and uh, let's see. I told the you light of Lathander, because everything is the light of Lathander. Um, We're just trying to be good to the church. You, you know what? Right now. Just, you know what I see? We're just in trying you? to help the church. You know what I see in you? I see great hope for the future. I see knapsack. Hope. I think hope. He just starts way. like crying. <laughs> <laughs> she just she takes her hand, Evelyn, and she's like, "Hope is a beautiful name. <gasps> oh. name her hope, but she needs a middle name as well. Oh. It can be knapsack." Hope Knapsack, that's beautiful. I knew a guy named Knapsack once. And right from Captain Woodrow himself. Well, how does everyone know that? <laughs> Hope, Hope Knapsack. Knapsack. And my wonderful husband. May she be blessed by the light of Lathander. May she be blessed by the light of Lathander all of her days. Thank you so much. Lathander bless you. And they leave and have a miserable life. <laughs> Well, I hope we never have to see Knapsack again. <laughs> Pick a day, it doesn't matter when. Tuesday. Sure. We're all hanging out in the, the, the main part of the, uh, of the Waffle Manor. And Warrington Munt comes downstairs. Uh -huh. Oh, good. Pip, pip. <clears throat> and says, I say, I've been thinking about this establishment. And how about its quite poor defenses? Mm. If there was an artillery strike and or a barrage, we would be quite overwhelmed. Oh, do you think there will be an artillery strike? We, you can never be too prepared. That's true. Miss Puffin. Oh, we're overwhelmed all the time. I'm personally overwhelmed constantly. I don't mean internal overwhelmment. I mean actual explosions and cannons and bombardments. Well, what do you think we should do? I believe that at the top of the Waffle House itself, in the turret, we could easily place a cannon. That's a big gun, right? That's a big gun. How long will that keep you busy? Well, I would have to acquire one and bring it back bring it up to the turret. I don't care what it, it takes. How long will you do things that aren't coming and asking us questions? Paul's also like super hungover, so the sound of Warrington's voice <laughs> is just like someone has two power drills going through his temples. <laughs> is like, this is a terrible idea. Why? We don't need heavy weaponry within the house. Like, if, if we shoot that and miss, we're hitting somewhere else within this city. I'm pretty sure that I'm a cannon. I, yeah. You are, but you have control over where you set your magic. None of us are experienced at using a cannon. To which well, Warrington says, I I'm quite experienced in all forms of firearms, whether those within your hands are placed upon wheels or on the side of a ship. Mm. Wait, a cannon does explosions? I still don't well, understand guns at all. Perhaps you've been across, across a vessel amongst the sea with cannons to shoot off oncoming terrible sea creatures, or perhaps pirates or other seafaring vessels. Yeah, I, I, think there's, I think there's plenty of, of individuals here who could operate it. I, for one, have, you know, operated a, a pistol, and also one time I threw a Molotov cocktail, and it was awesome. Do you remember that? Do you guys remember that? That was pretty sick. I remember. I, that. I remember. That was good. Yes. I... We're not putting a cannon in here that's too dangerous and too stupid. Plus, then we also have like store ammunition and additional smoke powder. Ah, <laughs> yes, more smoke powder. That sounds wonderful. It does sound wonderful. I'm just, I, I, I must say, 
Uh, as a paladin, it's very important for me to be up to date and proficient with all weaponry. Mm. And if I do understand now that a gun is a weapon, one that may be used by others, or that I may be tasked with using at some point, I should learn to use them. So, Warrington, will you give me gun lessons? Well, teaching someone such as yourself to use all kinds of firearms, or perhaps even heavy artillery such as cannons, I believe you will be a quick study. I think so, too. And this is something I can certainly teach you in. Great! The right behind him is going, no! <laughs> uh... I don't care if he's busy and he's not talking to us. That's all I really care about. Yeah, why not? We are supposed be to be a bakery house. Why would we put a cannon on the top? What kind of message? You don't remember when we were attacked by dinosaur? Yeah, that was, if we just did that, help. yeah, because we were in a jungle in a different no, continent. No, no, no. The dinosaur came here. It came to also, our door. Also, pie thievery in Waterdeep has gone up exponentially since we opened our business. That's I true. think we need our line of defense. I think you're starting to have to block out memories because there was a dinosaur at our door once. Yeah. Remember, you're too pathetic to kill. Remember that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> top a dinosaur. I'm just missing. I'm just saying, if we somehow miss with this cannon on top of our turret and hit some innocent person's house... That's why I should know how to use it. Yeah. That doesn't mean, just, like, they'll, they could dodge out of the way, or they could just, be an illusion. Just let him build the cannon. He'll leave us alone. How about this? What's the point How about of this? He'll give me gun lessons. I will learn about so-called firearms. And then... As soon as I have a better grasp of what the heck these things do, we will revisit the subject of a cannon. All right, so yes. for now, no. So for now, no, we'll shelve the subject and come back to it later. What's the point of being roommates with the captain if you can't even put a cannon on top of your house? That's not what being a captain is about. Then what is it yeah, it's about? It's about making friends who he doesn't let us talk to. Oh, it's about schmoozing with right. a sergeant if I'm, I saw Well, I'm, she's a captain now, first off. And second, no, I'm not, oh. thank you. It seems oh. a little defensive. So it? you made it happen, Captain. He made a captain happen. Wait, are you what? talking about this? <laughs> All the bits. Well, I no think the matter's settled then. Anything. Warrington will just say... Excellent. I'll be more than pleased to at least teach someone else about the gloriousness of that of firearms. We shall do it somewhere peaceful and safe, so that no possible injuries to yourself or others can happen. I, too, will be attending these classes. Of course, Pippin. Yes. <laughs> Great. All right, we have time uh, for one more, I think. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you look right at me. <laughs> Strix, uh -huh. it has been three weeks since you've sold a single pie. <gasps> what? They've been stolen. <laughs> no, no one's even stealing them anymore. Business Diaz is not has good. New friends. I'm not selling pies. I'm very depressed. The pie shop's not making enough money. Profits are down. Cool. What are you going to do about it? Strix, and I've noticed there aren't too many customers in here lately. Why is that? I think it's because of depression. <laughs> I've been running the books, and our profits have been going down quite a bit. Mm. You know, I think we need a marketing campaign. Mm. Well, I'm not good at marketing, because I'm weird, and no one sure likes Sure you are. You're our brand. 
Also, Squidly has been eating all of the leftover pies and has gotten so fat. <laughs> I don't care about that. <laughs> just like, Mom, I have one more pie. Squidly. Yes? I'm not going to give you any more pies. Why? Because you've eaten all of the pies, and now we're not making money, and soon we'll all stop. Oh, there's still like 30 pies. No, no one's buying them. Squidly, I want you to go walk around the alley for about eight hours in circles (laughs) and then when you're done I'll let you I'll let you have a pie and I'll I'll let you talk to Paulton okay he like goes to take a step out of the door and just kind of keep going crawl if you like falls over he's just this like balloon tiefling (laughs) he's just like how do you get so fat so fast Dude, these pies, man. Remember, eight hours. Mm. It got it. And he just kind of like rolls out the door. Maybe we need a sign. Maybe we need best pies in Waterdeep as, well, no, wait. The food critic was murdered. So no, we can't have best pies in Waterdeep. Oh, do you think that's why? Probably. Mm. Then I think we should have a health and safety campaign. <laughs> Look at, I mean, Squidly's so fat. Maybe we need health pies. No, I know. Oh. That's an idea. What if we sell something else? No, I mean, not something. We do pies. Well, but we can be pies and... What do you want to sell? I was hoping someone would fill in the... Uh, pies and... and... I mean, I can, I can enchant the pies. Drinks. Maybe, Drinks. maybe the pies... No, those are mine. <laughs> maybe we could make something like a, like a good berry pie that heals you. <gasps> Could you make that? I mean, I can't, but I know there's that druid that lives across the street. Like, maybe they always look really exasperated when we ask them saying things, but sometimes, most of the time, they say yes. I got it. We'll enlist the help of Warrington, and then it can be Strix's pies and guns. No, no, no. 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 I like it. I like it. How about enchanted pies? I like the idea of, of, of... of healing pies. Maybe yes. we could we could put some crystals in the uh, no, in that, the windows are... and we could get some, you know, we could do some like rituals and people could come for healing, let the sun shine in. Maybe we should just give it up. Maybe no. we don't need to make pies anymore. Maybe How about we We're go talk to the druid? Everyone has new friends. I'm just going to leave. I will go talk to the druid for you and ask about healing berries. All right. This okay. was supposed to be a fun last card. <laughs> Let's just give up. <laughs> we should, on that note, they plan to, to go talk to the druids. So yes. now, Chris, we have a hanging thing yes. that we're going to do mm-hmm. in the next episode. Chris wants to make pies with just a few good berries mixed in so that they can heal a few hit points yeah. for adventurers. Healthy and pies that are also healing instead cool. of those nasty-tasting healing potions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is a great idea. Healing potion pies. Awesome. So we have successfully had a waffle bear ship, a city guard ship, a weird Jarlaxel ship, and now uh, Evelyn's taking gun lessons. Strix is going to yep. make healing pies. Paulton knows how to make Molotov cocktails. Simon is an ex carny. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything else that I'm missing? Squidly is a round boy. Jenks now has a new owl bear puppet that's horrific because right. Strix had to make him a new one. And, and Strix is depressed. And there's a child named Hope Knapsack somewhere yes. in Waterdeep. <laughs> and there could be a little owl bear baby bunny. Oh my gosh. Baby owl bear. That that's went true. really well last time. Someone still needs to explain that to Strix. And yeah. that's where we'll end. <laughs> yep. Hey. That's where we'll stop.
So for all of you here at PAX, uh, you can find us uh, immediately after this panel. Uh, we'll be over at the Idol Champions booth doing some signings. So if you guys want to come on by and say hi, feel free to see us there. We'll also be at the uh, Bandland area where we got all kinds of uh, official Waffle Crew shirts and merch, such as the fine ones that Nate and Anna are displaying. We got pins, pop sockets, and sweatshirts, and other things. So we'll also be there. Feel free to come on by during that. And we also have an official Ask the Waffle Crew Anything panel. Yep, that's uh, going to be tomorrow at huh, 4.30 in... A, uh, a specific panel room that is called Armadillo. Armadillo. That's the Armadillo. one. Armadillo. All right. So you can also find us over there. So with that, everyone wait, at... Wait, wait. Our official signing time. Oh, yes. If you, especially if you want to buy some merch and have it signed, we would love to see that. But bring anything you'd like to have signed. You can come meet us at our official PAX signing on Sunday, which is at 2 p.m. in the queue area. Yeah, so official signing on Sunday. Meet and greet today and tomorrow at the Idol Champions booth and along with our own. Q&A session tomorrow. Please come to all that. Everyone at home, thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Really and, appreciate it. Sorry. If this is the first time you've ever seen us, I hope that you'll tune in on Tuesdays yes. on twitch.tv slash dnd. That's where we play this game every week with Chris Perkins, our actual DM who is not made of paper. It's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and with that, thank you everyone for coming and enjoy the rest of your pack. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.